everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Connected Families podcast. I'm Stacy Bellward, and I'm so glad you're joining us. This is the second of a five-part series for dads and curious moms. We've heard from enough dads across the country about the issues they wrestle with, and in this series, we're hitting on five topics we think will help dads everywhere feel better about their parenting. This special series is funded by the memorial gifts dedicated to the memory of James P. Jackson, the father of Connected Families co-founder Jim Jackson, who passed away late in 2019. Today's topic is when doing my best isn't good enough. So listen in as Connected Families co-founder Jim Jackson and close colleague and parent coach Chad Hanke share ways to help your kids understand your good intentions for them. Hey, Chad. Hey, Jim. How you doing today? Doing well. Do you have good intentions for your kids today? Always. <laughs> Always have good <laughs> intentions for our kids, don't we? And yet sometimes they just don't get it. In fact, even as I hear myself say that, I kind of reflect to my past and remember myself with great frustration saying, it just seems like they don't get it. Right. These kids just don't get it. What is wrong with them? Right. It's got to be them. It's got to be them. <laughs> it's all about my kids, right? Exactly. And of course, we're joking about that because we've come to recognize that when we feel that way, certainly there could be something about how our kids are receiving the information that we're sending out, that they're just misinterpreting it. But it's our job, if they're misinterpreting it, to help them interpret it properly, right? Right. Yeah. At least to have that awareness to ask a couple questions Mm -hmm. about what's happening here or why are my good intentions not being received as I had hoped. And oftentimes, for me, it would come across as uh, even a lack of gratitude, like, here I am doing these things, yeah. and that's your response yeah. to me? Right. Or any number of different things that are in our mind that our kids aren't getting right now. And it kind of harkens me back to my relationship with my dad. And this podcast series is in his memory. And at the end of his life, my dad and me had come to a place in our relationship where we were resolved. And everything that I'm going to talk about in this podcast series was stuff that I talked about with dad. Yeah. But there was some tough times back in the day when his good intentions were driving me away from him and he was big and he was firm and he was harsh and he was scary and there was a point in my life where where I wasn't even sure my dad loved me right and that led me to some poor choices and it led me to some discouragement and it led me rather than to try to seek resolution even as I was getting old enough to start thinking about these things to grow in bitterness and to grow in resentment and to even want space from my dad it's hard as a child to recognize the the good intentions you kind of observe certain yep. things but then yep. it's really hard to, to figure that out. And then as you get older, as you're talking about, yep. into your teen years or even your 20s, you start processing and maybe sorting through things a little differently. Right, which is exactly what I did. And I came to a place where the angst inside of me about my dad was causing me so much difficulty, not just in my relationship with my dad, but I was short with my kids and I was short with my wife and I was more impatient than I wanted to be. and Show up in other ways. Yeah, it started yeah. showing up in all kinds of other ways. And I realized, and it actually took the, the nudging of other loved ones in my life, that I maybe could use some help. This conversation harkens me back to a time with my dad, and I'm not going to go into big depth about this, but there was a season when I was in my late 20s when I was in therapy to reconcile some of the issues with my dad. And one of the issues that the therapist was going to help me address was the fact that I was coming that late in my life to recognize dad had good intentions. Mm -hmm. He just didn't know how to communicate them very well to me, and that hurt me. That's a pretty important realization. Yeah. And when I realized that, I wanted to figure out how to resolve all of that. I wanted to figure out how to hear my dad's heart about 
about his real intentions. I knew I couldn't be in control of that. I could only be in control of me. And the therapist equipped me with a way to confront my dad, not confront as much as have a conversation with him. The therapist suggested would be a confrontation because at the heart of it was the statement that he equipped me to go to my dad with, which was, Dad, I appreciate all of the things now that I'm this age that you did for me when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But when I was younger, I missed it. And I really, for a while, didn't believe that you loved me. And that was hard for me, and it led me to be pretty discouraged for a season. And what the therapist predicted happened, and that was that dad blew up. How dare you suggest I didn't love you? How could you say such a thing? And my tone of voice doesn't compare anything to how dad delivered it that day. Intensity there. The therapist had prepared me for this, so I I took a deep breath as dad basically launched into me. I did this for you. I provided. Mm-hmm. I was faithful to your mother. We made sure you were in the good teams and go to the camps and did all of the stuff. Yeah. How could you possibly not know that I loved you? What I want to talk about as it relates to that right now is the fact that I think my dad represents a lot of dads who have good intentions for their kids, for their wives, for their families, that just because they're in their head, just because they're in their heart, the kids and the families are not receiving or understanding those good intentions. They might hear them through the context of a lecture or a defensive Mm -hmm. outburst or something like that, but they, they don't actually fully embrace these things because dad hasn't figured out how to put the right effort behind his good intentions. And you could feel the passion and intensity coming out of your dad, right? Of how dare you? Yeah. I mean, those words are pretty significant words and like something missed the mark here. Yep. Right? How dare you say those things when my very intentions were so good for you? And uh, I would have done anything to have provided or protected, or I wrote a, a blog post a while ago, that, Dad, would you take a bullet for your child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Taking a bullet for your child, I, I don't know a dad that wouldn't do that, Right. but this is a different kind of bullet yeah. of sorts, right? <laughs> it's not the big bullet, no. it's the little bullets. Right, right. The day in, day out, <laughs> right. everyday kinds of things. So we're going to talk in the next session more about kind of my journey with my dad and some of those things, but I think for the purposes of just getting our arms around this idea idea of how our good intentions go bad. I'd like to do a role play. Oh, really? Yes, really. (laughs) I'd like to do a role play. I'm going to be the parent and I want you to be the child. Okay. And we're going to role play a nine-year-old child who's been told over and over again to pick up the mess in the entryway Mm -hmm. and to empty the garbage before you get on your computer game. Okay. And I'm going to come home from work, and I'm going to see you playing a computer game on the couch with your little device, and I'm going to see a mess in the corner, and I'm going to see the garbage in the canister, and we're going to play this out. And I'm going to do the best I can to be kind of the typical dad that I hear from. Okay. Yeah, great. So I come home, I come in the door, I rustle about, I take a look, I look at you, and I I start talking. Chad, Chad, what are you doing? Hmm? Chad, hmm. get off that thing right now. What? You, we have had this conversation. Just a minute. Times. Just a minute. No, 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 no. I need quiet. I need quiet. Okay, I'm taking Dad. it. Dad. Okay, it's in my head. You're not going to get it I back. Lost. Stop your yelling. Oh, we talked about this yesterday, so and this is mean. not okay. All right, we're going to stop the role play here. I'm sure people are curious where this might all go. And the truth is, it can go any of a thousand different ways. The point isn't, at this point, did I say the right thing or the wrong thing? The point that I want to drive home for just a little bit is, what are my intentions? Mm -hmm. And to start the conversation there. So I'm sure if we're in a room full of people and I said, dads, you just saw what happened. What are my good intentions here? What are some of the good intentions as we do this kind of role play in other places that we hear people say all the time? Yeah, just to be responsible. Take care of your stuff. Responsibility before you get your privileges, just cleanliness, 
right? Respect of my stuff, respect yeah. of, of your stuff. Yeah, so there's respect, there's responsibility, there's obedience, there's cleanliness, there's listening. So those are my good intentions, and those are good intentions, mm-hmm. to be sure. Bible tells us to train up our children in the way they should go so that when they're old, they won't depart from it. Mm-hmm. And those are the sorts of things we ought to be training our kids in, right? Right on. So we're going to come back after the break, and we're going to unpack how that might have landed on you, the child. So I've got these good intentions, but what did you get from me just there? Because this is a really important thing we want to help parents understand, is right. that your kids are interpreting something at times like that. What is it, and what do we want to do about it, is right. the question we'll address after break. One of parents' biggest frustrations is not knowing how to respond when their kids misbehave. They want to teach good lessons and stop the bad behavior, but the efforts to do so often make matters worse as frustration and resentment grow between parents and their kids. Hi friends, we're Jim and Lynn Jackson. And over our decades of working with parents, we've found that there is a better way, not just to make the behavior stop, but to grow character and closeness right in the middle of misbehavior and discipline. We want to help you learn to use those messy conflicts to build skills, wisdom, and faith in your kids that will equip them for a lifetime. So we've made this course to be eight sessions. It's interactive, you'll dig in with other parents, and it's designed for parents who want more for their family than just quick fixes or behavior modification tricks. We're gonna teach you an easy to remember framework for parenting and tons of practical tools that will apply to any situation you can imagine with your kids, whether they're two or 12 or even 18 or more. Discipline That Connects runs twice a year. Registration is open in January and the course starts in February. You can find all of the information in our show notes or at connectedfamilies.org. I'm Stacey Bellward, the course moderator, and I hope you join me and hundreds of others as together we learn to connect deeper with our children. Before the break, we did this role play Mm -hmm. and I talked about my dad. And I, I want to connect those two here just a little bit because the role play that I just did flowed pretty naturally for me. Yeah, it was it's, familiar for me too. <laughs> it's kind of in me, and I learned it. And then I did it with my own children, and it started to become a habit. The difference between my dad and me is that that habit continued because he didn't learn a new way. And so when I was 9 and 10, that's what it looked like. When I was 12 and 15 and older, it got more and more volatile. Mm-hmm. I kept feeling the same way, only at a greater level. And it made me, as a youngster who's now gaining power and an ability to fight back, yeah. it, it didn't make me want to comply with Dad and do what he wanted me to do. It made me want to run away. Mm-hmm. And that's, in a sense, what I did and what led me to counseling. I don't advise it, yeah, right. but it's what happened right. because... The messages that I got from my dad in those little things just continued to grow over time because that sort of engagement became habitual. Frankly, as I learned to avoid my dad, it became less and less frequent just because I stayed away from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the relationship, <laughs> there just weren't as many opportunities. And to... Which he had the good intention of having a relationship with his son, mm-hmm. which then wasn't happening and made him more angry at me and resentful toward me and so on. And we've got a big snowball role in here that I left home with. Right. So I want to go back to that role play 
you know, part of me as I reflect on all of this, what would my dad have done if he had been a dad who had learned the things that we're talking about now at a time like that? Which really are the key things that maybe drove you and Lynn to start doing some deeper things around this as well. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Our learning led us to capture what we were learning and just start talking about it with parents. Yeah. And one thing led to another. And pretty soon the ministry started to grow. And here we are 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. But I want to go right back to that role play. And talk about what it was like to be you. So I'm the dad. I've got good intentions. I'm saying what I said to get you to clean up your mess and to get off your game. You're getting messages from me right now. And when we say messages, it's like we're communicating. Most of our communication with our kids is nonverbal, not verbal. We're communicating with our body language, our tone of voice, our pacing, volume. All these things communicate to our kids. Mm -hmm. And they communicate messages to our kids about who they are, about their identity. So, And especially if this is the way it normally goes, these messages messages start to become ingrained in kids. So mm-hmm. what are the messages that you were getting from me as I was addressing you with these good intentions? Yeah, I, th- I think things like you came in really irritated, so I felt like I'm really an irritant to you. Mm-hmm. Also that I'm incapable of uh, taking care of my own stuff. You need to remind me over and over You don't listen. What's over. wrong with you? You're a How bad you listener. Don't do what I you're tell you naughty. To do? You're irresponsible. You're disrespectful. All of those things kind of were flowing hmm. into me, which creates the wall. Up it yeah. goes. So a lot of stuff just happened in 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. If we as dads don't recognize what's happening and go back to try to do some things to undo what we might have done in those 90 seconds, then they just sort of stay there. Right. And then they grow. And yeah. then they it, fester. They're repeating. Right. We just we get into patterns and scripts. And unless we recognize it and and see a way through and out of that, we'll keep doing it. So we talked in the last segment, in the last session about these four messages Mm -hmm. and the messages you just said that you heard from me were quite the opposite. You're irresponsible. You're an irritant. You're a pain. You're a problem. Whatever the messages were. With the goal of communicating a message to you, the child, you're safe with me. You're loved no matter what. You're capable. You're called. You're responsible for your actions. What are some things that I as a parent might do differently through the lens of your eyes Mm -hmm. as a child? to communicate those four messages. As soon as you get really angry, you're triggering me to fight back. I'm not the kid that's going to passively sit there. And then you ripped my screen out of my hands. Okay, so well, of course, you weren't obeying me. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, but it creates this lack of safety or even I'm responsible, yeah. right? Because now you're responsible to remove things so from So your me interpretation or... of that wasn't what I wanted it to mm-hmm. be. Yeah, so, you know, what, maybe a little calmer coming in, okay. maybe just asking me what I'm doing, yeah. asking me a couple questions yeah. about what I know about the situation, okay. as opposed to just barking out a bunch of orders. and So in the grandest sense, what I hear you saying is, be attentive to, even if not approving of, what it's like to be me and what my agenda is right now as a child, mm-hmm. as a part of administering your agenda or your intentions. I don't think it's all that different, although I, I know the roles are different. But if, if somebody walked into the living room and you're reading the newspaper, and they said, get over here right now. Get these things done, or you need to get outside right now. Or your neighbor came and started demanding things <laughs> yeah. of you. Yeah, you'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> right, right, right. I actually have a different picture in my mind of reading my magazine when I ought to be getting dinner ready, and Lynn comes into the room, and the first thing I hear is, 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> and that communicates a message to me that I'm a disappointment or that I'm doing something I ought not do. So let's role play that again. The child, the parent, and I'm going to see if I can't heed a little bit of your advice here in my approach to this. So rewind. We're going to go back. I'm going to come into the house. There's the mess. I see the garbage in the can hasn't been taken out. I look over here and Chad is playing his video game on the couch. Not at all attentive to me. <sighs> And I take a deep breath that's just to me, not that he can even hear. And I say, Lord, give me your wisdom for this. And then I address Chad. Hey, Chad, buddy. Chad, buddy. Hmm. What are you up to over there? Just wait. Just wait. Chad, I asked you a question, pal. Come here. I'm going to get behind you. I'm going to rub your back a little bit. I'm going to look at your game. I'm going to see, oh, Mm. you're playing that game that's so hard for you to get off of, aren't you? Yeah, you yeah, love yeah. that game, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you want to keep playing that game, pal? Yeah. Just just wait. Chad, just, just... do you want to keep playing the game? Because yes, if you do, then yes. you, you need to listen to me right yes, now. Yes, I do. Okay, I do. then give me the game. I do. Give me the game. If you want to play it again later, give me the game. Chad, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard yeah. when you love something my so friends, much to get off of it and do something on it right now. that you don't like so much. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it, it's good that you gave me the game. Now, what do you need to do in order to get the game back and for us to have a conversation about this? Uh, remember? Or do you need a reminder? Um, oh, yeah. I, I think I was supposed to do something when I came home. Is yeah, yeah. You're, you're on to something. What is it? Um, yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Do you need a reminder? No, no, okay, no. Okay, quick it's tell me. It's you. entryway. Yeah, yeah, the entryway. Yeah. Good, good. Get over there. Hustle. Yeah. You want? I'll come over there with you. Do you need me to tell you what to do? Or no, do you know, no, I got you it. Got I got it. it. You got, I got it. it. Okay, I got it. do it. Yep, so you put that it. away. You put that away. Nice work. Got what it. else? There was one more thing. Um, I'd had to do um, the, the, the garbage. Yeah, so you listened well, so go ahead and do the garbage. Chad okay. does the garbage. Okay, buddy, now, before you get the game back, I want you to repeat to me how this is going to go tomorrow when I come home. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Uh, like when I come home or when you come home? When I come home. Well, when uh, you come home. Well, I'm going to get my stuff done. Yeah. I'm going to get my chores done. Which chores? Tell me exactly, precisely uh, what gonna, chores you're going to get gonna done. I'm going to get the entryway cleaned up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then the garbage. I'm going to do the garbage. Okay, fantastic. And tomorrow, if you don't do that stuff and I find you on your game, you're going to lose the game for a lot longer period of time, okay? Is that clear? I know it's hard, but I bet you can do it because I just watched you yeah. do it. Okay, yeah, so I got to remember that. So tell me one more time what you're going to do when you yeah, get home from school tomorrow, gonna, and then I'll I'm give you the entryway, game. Entryway going to be cleaned up. And uh, and then I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna empty the garbage. And do you predict that you're gonna be successful tomorrow or not successful? Mm, yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Well, l- let's Sometimes see. I and forget, you know what's gonna I'm happen gonna do if it. you don't? Do you remember? Yeah. What'll happen? I'm not gonna be able to play that game for a while. And we'll decide how long it is based on your attitude if that happens. But I don't think it's gonna happen. Here's the game. You carry on. Okay. Wow. Thanks. That didn't take so long, did it? Not a boy, Chad. Okay. So there's the role play. And we never know how this is going to go. We didn't script this. We didn't even talk about it ahead of time. But And we try to make this be as, as real as we can yeah. with consideration for the fact that this child is still a bit malleable. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if this was a child that was super rebellious, we'd have to talk about this differently. But this is a child who's learning, a parent who's learning, and we're putting the kind of effort behind our good intentions that the kids can be better interpreters of our intentions, right? And it's also recognizing that the first time you do this, like, I'm working at controlling me as a parent. <laughs> and so there aren't guarantees in terms of, oh yeah, this scenario would play out exactly like this every time and now my cares are gone. Yeah. Okay, this is a, a repeated kind of interaction where I'm controlling me, I'm working through these messages, and over time we've seen it you know, regularly start to change attitudes and behaviors. But if that's my goal, I'm just doing this to try to manipulate, my kids will see through that pretty quickly as yeah. well. We received a story from a set of parents not long ago who had been through one of our courses or one of our resources and had learned these ideas. And they were glowing 
about mm-hmm. the things they'd learned about how to put the effort that reached their kids' hearts behind their good intentions for the child. And this is a nine-year-old child. Yeah. And what they reported to us concisely was our child came to us after we had put these ideas into place for a while and said to us, you know what, mom and dad, I used to obey you because I was afraid, but now I obey you because I love you. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, that's right. almost too good to right. be true. And yet we hear stories like that all the time from parents mm-hmm. who decide to be a lot more thoughtful yeah. about how to put the effort behind their good intentions that their children will interpret properly. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is really all about, how to make sure our good intentions get us where we, at least toward better or more toward where we want to go. Right requires some deeper thinking than just a method. It's, it's, it's about following these four principles that we teach in the Connected Families Framework. And by that method, we win our kids' trust. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And, and I would just encourage parents, encourage dads in particular, that if, if you find yourself in this place of good intentions, but not really understanding the messaging or the, the way that that lands on your kids, that this would be maybe just one thing to take away is just watch. Just watch mm-hmm. in your interactions this week. No shame. Just identify where you're at and just watch. What messages are my kids receiving from me in the middle of behavior challenges? Yeah. So interpret your kids well, dads, and figure out a little bit more what it's like to be them by paying attention, by paying attention to them, by paying attention to you. And then we're going to come back in a week or so. We're going to join you with a next session, which is really going to dive into some of the dynamics with me and dad and healing with my own father wound, really. And how did I get to a place of love and forgiveness with my own father? Thanks, Jim and Chad. The idea of thinking about how my kids are perceiving my good intentions has been a game changer for so many parents, including me. Are you enjoying our podcast? Please rate and review so others can find us more easily. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All of the information about the Discipline That Connects with Your Child's Heart online course is found through a link in our show notes. Register today. We look forward to next time when Jim and Chad will offer some insight for dads whose own fathers weren't perfect. We hope you'll join us. For more information, visit connectedfamilies.org.